hello everybody, it's Analog Mike here and welcome to episode 17 of the Frame Focus Photo Podcast. Joining me as usual is our co-host uh, Digital Lynn in Aberdeen, Scotland. Lynn, how are you doing this morning? Good, thanks and yourself, Mike. Good morning to everybody. Oh, yeah. good, thanks. Uh, it's early, early morning for you, I guess, what's it, 6am, uh, 6.30 in the morning? Yep, 6.24 on the dot. Ah, oh, and uh, you've got coffee in hand, so uh, we're in good shape. <laughs> exactly. Have you got your glass of wine or coffee? Uh, well, neither, actually. I've already had four <laughs> cups of coffee this morning, so I probably shouldn't have any more. And, uh, well, it's just actually, a bit that's... too early to crack open the wine, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I was just going to say, that's quite bad if I'm asking you if it's wine o'clock and you're already, and you're telling me it's morning. Uh, yeah. But it's already, what, half past two your time? Yeah, well, I guess it's five o'clock somewhere in the world. <laughs> exactly, yeah. awesome. Yeah, cool. So, uh, what's the weather like in Scotland today? Uh, still dark, haven't cracked the door yet, but it's two degrees Celsius. Oh, that's tropical. <laughs> Actually, no, this is like a summer's day, Mike. Yeah, it's a Scottish summer. Yeah, no, it's okay. The other morning we woke up, um, frost on the car, so out you go, you get your ice scrapers and you've got your spray to melt all this, the, the frost off and the ice before you can drive. Ah, oh, lovely. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same as your side. How's your side doing? It is bright and sunny and it's a quintessential Hong Kong winter day. It's not too hot, uh, there's no wind, oh. it's uh, just about perfect. If I nice. could have 365 days a year like this, I'd be pretty happy. <laughs> you know what you are going to be missing, though? I mean, I've got my Christmas stuff up. Um, I've got the fireplace that's ready to go. So that's nice. You know, that whole cold winter scene. Um, have your, like, Amarillo or something like that at night um, around the fireplace. You can't do that in Hong Kong. Uh, no. well, we can have Amarula here, but uh, yeah, we, we don't have a fireplace. I, I'll have to confess that does sound cozy. Um, and uh, since uh, we're talking about uh, Christmassy things, uh, you've started working on some abstracts. Uh, why don't you uh, tell us about that? I did. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge over the last few days. Um, <laughs> It's been interesting. My first time at Abstracts, as you guys know from last week, and we'll keep you updated over the next week or so as I put it all together. Uh, but playing around with Christmas lights and Christmas trees, a um, little bit of motion, a little bit of blur, uh, coming in tight. Um, I sent you some of the pictures, Mike, which we'll put up on the links for the guys to have a look at. But not coming out as much as I'd liked, and I presume that's part of what we're going to talk about today and get some of your advice. Yeah, cool. Uh, well, I I did see them, and I liked uh, liked what I saw. The, the colours were very cool, um, and you know, the, I I couldn't quite tell, but I had sort of imagined that maybe it was the side side of a um, a ball on a Christmas tree or something like that that had those patterns, and uh, it was quite interesting. Um, I quite liked uh, where it was going, um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think. Uh, abstract pictures are sort of a license to be a bit playful. Um, yeah. You know, um, I I think you know when when you're looking at uh, making a picture of something abstract, it's always helpful to think, well, how can I move the camera or change the focal length or yeah. change the depth of field 
or change the lighting or what can I add to the picture to make it a bit more interesting um, and uh, yeah uh, I, I think the more hands-on you get with these sort of things the the more interesting the abstract pictures can get yeah um, so uh, yeah uh, why don't you start off by telling us um, those three pictures you sent me what those were made on and what sort of focal length and uh, if you went on from there and tried anything else or what you have in mind to try in the coming days yeah so the link that um, you'll see on our notes as well as what the guys will get it's just LED Christmas trees so these are your lighted LEDs that you put on a tabletop um, so it's quite nice at night when they come on and that gives you the different colors and obviously the LEDs cycle through and that was just using a standard cell phone uh, my iPhone 11 Pro okay. um, look, the normal one-time zoom lens on it um, you know you suggested the other day we'd sort of uh, zoom out a little bit as such so I'll try the wide angle um, as we go yeah but that's what I was playing around with you know we've got tinsel and trying to see how we can blow things out yeah so yeah and the next thing is to introduce the motion okay but cool. yeah um, and we've got three Christmas trees up in our house um, yes three um, <laughs> two different lunches and um, so that's sort of my plan is to play with some of the nice colored lights and they're all these snow frosted Christmas trees so yeah. yeah we're gonna play with those uh, cool um, um, that sounds good yeah I mean I, I remember you always been uh, a big fan of Christmas time and, and uh, sort of a time of the year that you're particularly passionate about so uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to these uh, these these pictures yeah me too and what I've quite enjoyed even though it's lockdown um, throughout most of the world I, I find especially in our area people are going all out this year um, you know, with their displays around the houses and even the shopping centers are putting up really nice displays. Yeah. I think that's almost to try and help people through this this time that we're finding ourselves in. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to give us all some very nice creativity yeah. to uh, use. Yeah, elevates uh, the Christmas spirit, so to speak. That's uh, great. Yeah. Nice. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I also want to try some with the Fuji X100F, um, see how those come out. And then sort of some suggestions, you know, Mark, from your side, Mike, do you sort of use a bit more of your tripod for it, um, longer exposures or more handheld? Uh, all of those, actually. Um, you know, I think uh, I think you, you, uh, you, you can try all of those things, you know, you can try sort of a very crisp sort of uh, still life abstract where you've got the camera on a tripod and you... Uh, stop the aperture down and you really kind of bring out all the detail uh, certainly that's part of it um, you know you could uh, uh, go handheld and shoot very wide apertures and start to create like um, colorful bokeh balls with the Christmas lights with maybe just one yeah. element in focus and everything else sort of blurred out um, as you said, you could uh, introduce a bit of motion. Um, things like uh, if you have a zoom lens on your camera, doing a slightly longer exposure and zooming as as you take in the exposure to create sort of streaks. Um, there's, yeah, there's a little really... bit difficult with the Fuji on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> admittedly a bit difficult, but you do have but, uh... a, a Canon 
5D, which I believe doesn't That's get to see yeah. the light of day too often. So uh, <laughs> your you're Canon, actually right. Um, your Canon 5D deserves to enjoy the Christmas spirit as well. Then, <laughs> so uh, break it out. Um, you know what's really sad, Mike? You know, we've often spoken about how many shots and frames we've taken on our, our cameras. So my 5D now, I think I've had, geez, what's it? Probably about eight years, somewhere there. Um, take a wild guess how many um, images I've taken with that. Uh, 500. Okay, no, I'm not that bad, Mike. In eight years, <laughs> 500. <laughs> I, I think it's probably around 5,000. <laughs> Okay, oh, that's uh, you see, Len, you, you you use your bigger cameras so infrequently that I think film is perfect for you because you don't take that many frames anyway. <laughs> uh, exactly, I'm practicing for being a film photographer. That's the way to go. Yeah, um, you know, it's just the problem is these things are so big and cumbersome. You know, it, that's where it's so nice with the Fuji, just out and about, or the GoPro. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. Not like yours, where you've got. 80 odd thousand kind of thing uh yeah uh, well uh, i don't know if i have any cameras with eighty thousand shots on them but uh um because i i have too many and they all need some love and attention from time to time <laughs> um, but i do have a library of pictures that is getting ever bigger and ever more disorganized so uh, <laughs> uh, uh. yeah oh, cool so what's your plans in terms of uh abstract for this month yeah uh well i i also would like to play with sort of an abstract christmas theme because i think it's a little bit unusual you know a lot of um online sites i guess are going to be looking at christmas themes because that's quite normal this time of year but uh, abstract yeah. christmas pictures are uh, something a little bit different so i think i'll also be uh, taking part in that and uh you know, there's a lot of places around Hong Kong where they also put up Christmas decorations and some nice lights and things. Uh, mm. So I may try and go out and, and make some pictures of that. Fantastic. Um, but uh, I also have been perusing the internet and just sort of perusing the sort of darker corners of my own imagination, <laughs> so to speak, to... <laughs> try and uh, come up with some new ideas and uh, I guess that's sort of what I'd like to talk about a little bit you know Great. I I often hear people say well either it's all been done before or uh, they don't know what to shoot and uh, you know a starting point could certainly be going online and looking at some of these guides online to abstract photography and yeah, uh, that would be one way to get started, and uh, you know maybe maybe fuel some ideas. But I think the real beauty of abstracts is when you start bringing in your own real world experiences into making pictures. You know, you're asking me last week about how you recommend people get started, and it comes initially to uh, what the essence of an abstract picture is, at least in my opinion. Uh, is an abstract picture is shape, um, texture, color, um, lighting, tonality, things like that. Yeah. And no matter where you are at any moment, anywhere, anytime you're awake, if you look around you, there are things that, in you know, even just looking around my study as we talk, I've got... Um, a mirror uh, sitting on on my desk and I've got um, 
you know, that's, uh, for example, very smooth surface and highly reflective, or I've got a keyboard and that's got shapes, you know, the, the square shapes of the keys, and, um, you know, I've got pens and I could make interesting patterns of that. So I think uh, abstract pictures really come to life when you start bringing in your own real-world experiences to them. Um, yeah. and, and then, you know, you it's uh, almost uh, bringing out the essence of the way you experience what it is you're looking at at that given time, if, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Uh, and looking beyond what it is objectively um, and and going into what it is as, um, uh, you know, its physical properties, I guess you could say. So, yeah, those are the ideas that I'm playing with at the moment and just trying to bring my own real-world experiences into a visual way, I guess, is, is the best way I can explain that. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's all, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you start seeing things differently, then you can start actually playing with and that's how you learn. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all around us. And like I quite like your picture you posted this week, which had the colors, um, the oranges and the blues, the double exposure. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I, uh, I'll go back to that picture. I think the one uh, we're talking about might not have been a double exposure, but uh, I'll talk you through it anyway. Uh, That's great. The last one that I sent you, is it? Um, this was the one on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook group for everyone. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was a that was a <laughs> double exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was I a, seem to have caught you off guard there for a second. Mike. Yeah, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a totally different picture um, because this week some yeah. of the things I was playing with, uh, just to give listeners an idea, uh, and to go back to what I was just talking about, is like uh, I was playing with uh, teaspoons and what kind of shapes and uh, yes, I yeah. can make from them and. Then I, I sort of poked my head in the washing machine and uh, saw some interesting patterns and reflections going on in there. And then I, you know, it was twilight outside um, our living room window. So you get that sort of um, uh, sort of emerald blue. And I took a grater, uh, just a regular kitchen grater, put it on an orange cloth. And I had this mixture of orange and blue. I think I sent that picture to you, uh, which I'll put up for the the listeners to see. Uh, so it's in a way, it's sort of a stereotypical abstract. Uh, you see a, this kind of picture made quite frequently. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I was just playing with whatever I saw around me and trying to think of different ways to, to photograph it. Um, yeah, and that's what I love. I know I had to ask you what it actually was. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> I find that's nice in the pictures themselves, you know, when you actually, you sit there wondering, what are we looking at? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, it it brings your own personal experience of the world around you into the abstract pictures. And it also, um, it's ideas that you can use if you're in lockdown, as you say, you know, a lot of places around the world are going back into lockdown and even here in Hong Kong, it seems like we're going back into social distancing. So, you know, these are things that are very easy to do at home and you can get really creative with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah. So yeah, um, let's have a look at your double exposure photo. Talk us through uh, okay. why that one and the colours, because they worked very nicely for us. I quite like that one. Yeah, I'm just going to Instagram. So, uh, look at the picture. It's easier for me to uh, think through my own thoughts behind it. Uh, so this was made on film, um, and it was made on a Pentax uh, Spotmatic. Uh, with a 50mm f1.4 lens, a Super Takamai lens. And uh, it was the last roll of, uh, uh, sorry, the last frame on my roll of film and I really wasn't quite sure what I wanted to take a picture of. I was actually feeling a little bit uninspired that day, you know, I was like, well, there's really <laughs> not much going on and I've been through this whole roll of film and I really didn't get much that I was overly happy with. But I was standing... On the street next to this truck which had sort of these colored red um, tarpaulins uh, and flags uh, over a sort of um, a truckload of bamboo you know uh, anyone who's been to Hong Kong you'll know that all the buildings here even the massive skyscrapers that are five six hundred meters tall they build them with bamboo scaffolding which is quite amazing eh? you know it's, it's remarkable um, but uh, yeah, so this tarpaulin had a very interesting texture and these red sort of uh, pieces of tarpaulin also kind of had their own texture and it was sort of this contrast of orange and blue that I quite liked and so I took four frames, uh, so it's four exposures and just through each uh, exposure I turned the camera through 90 degrees which is why it's sort of got, it almost looks like uh, for flags, I guess you could say, um, yeah. in the picture, and the, uh, that's that's how that picture was made, um, and uh, yeah, I, I was quite happy with it actually. I uh, now that you talk about the bamboo, I can actually see the bamboo, uh, mm. whereas yeah. before it was, I was trying to think what those actually were, you know, whether it was images on the truck or something like that, you know, but yeah, now it all makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think this comes back to what I was just saying a few minutes ago about how uh, when you experience something in the world, you know, whether it's just looking at a truckload of bamboo, use that as sort of the inspiration to make a picture from it. Um, and sometimes, yeah. like I say, this was the very last frame on that roll of film. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, inspiration comes when you least expect it with photography. Um, uh, or, or actually, very often the inspiration comes when you least expect it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's uh, where that one comes from. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. Anything else that you want to talk us through? Uh, Your highlights? No, uh, I mean, I've been playing with lots of different things and uh, they'll be going up on Instagram and on the website in some, some time here, maybe over the next week or so. Um, but I guess uh, today has just sort of been a good recap and a good opportunity to just bounce ideas off each other. And for anyone who's listening to this who wants to make abstract pictures, it's uh, maybe given them some ideas to play with as well. And uh, we'll be catching up soon to see how we've progressed from here. That's it, and you know, um, for the guys listening to us, I'd really like to put the challenge out there. Send us your abstract photos, good or bad. Yeah. You know, uh, we'd like to have a look at them. Tag us, uh, Frame Focus Photo. 
Yeah, absolutely. Tag us frame, focus photo, and actually, uh, Lynn, maybe we can use the hashtag FFF underscore abstract, um, and uh, I'll just maybe make sure that's not been used before on Instagram before I give it out, but uh, <laughs> uh, probably not. Um, yeah, probably not. The the FFF tag works pretty well for us, but uh, yeah, you read my mind, Mike. That sounds good. So, yeah, for those that... Yeah, I think uh, FFF abstracts uh, will be uh, a good tag. So yeah, uh, tag us at frame focus photo or with the hashtag FFF underscore abstracts and uh, share your pictures with us, good or bad. Uh, we're not here to judge you. We just want to share each other's experiences uh, making these pictures. That's it. And I'll share my experience of uh, learning more abstracts during this week. And hopefully the photos will be getting a little bit better. Awesome. And, uh, but I'm not taking my 5D out. Sorry, Mike. Oh. <laughs> that was a nice try. Valiant effort. Uh, <laughs> I can hear it weeping all the way from here. <laughs> well, if you want to, you can come and grab it. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that a free 5D going, go, going on after a while? <laughs> okay, well, in that case. <laughs> <laughs> With an 85-fold prime lens, no worries. There you uh, go. I'll send it away. <laughs> uh, fabulous. <laughs> you know, at least it'll get some love yeah uh, one day you should uh, do a, a review for us on the blog about that 5D because uh, I'm not too familiar with uh, Canon so uh, you can uh, tell us how that actually I'll do that I love that camera it's definitely my favourite yeah but perfect cool. nice nice great alright then uh, yeah that's uh, is short and sweet this week Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for listening to us. And we look forward to seeing your abstract photos. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Find us on the web, www.framefocusphoto.com or Facebook and Instagram at framefocusphoto. Email framefocusphoto at gmail.com and don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode. The music for this show was provided by the talented Varun and you can follow him on Instagram at rainvioletsky.